Welcome back, everybody. Uh, we have uh, been neglecting our podcast duties lately. <laughs> we're a little, little bit late on this most recent episode that we're f- recording now, but um, you know what? We're here, and that's what matters. Uh, I've been busy at home. Not a real excuse, but I just really have been busy. Uh, and I don't know what Griffin's been doing, but I'm assuming he's been busy as well. What have you been doing, Griffin? Uh, I've been a little busy. I feel like last time we said we were going to start doing this more often and then that didn't happen because last time we also took a big break but that's okay you know what i I think was a big part of it is the dropping of resident evil uh because we were gonna record (laughs) but i didn't get the game till a little bit later and then of course i had to rush beat it which it was a short game uh but we wanted to talk about that on our next episode which is this one so I think, um, without further ado, I think we should just dive right into that. Uh, full disclosure, though, if you're listening and haven't beaten the game or played the game, there will be spoilers. Um, this will be a little bit of a review before we dive into some other things that the uh, wonderful Griffin has planned for us this episode. But anyway, Griffin, uh, initial thoughts? It's a very good Resident Evil game. Um, obviously, I've been waiting a long time for this. Uh, is it Resident Evil 2 remake, Resident Evil 2 original good? Probably not. I would compare it more to Resident Evil 7. Obviously, it's the same storyline, con- uh, a continuation of that storyline. But um, it's a good middle-of-the-road Resident Evil. What about you? Uh, I'd say the same thing. You've, I think we discussed this on the previous podcast. You've played a couple more Resident Evil games than I have. Uh, I played mm-hmm. all the remakes. I played seven, loved seven, and I actually really liked uh, eight. And I, I don't know. I liked eight a little bit more than the remakes. Don't hate on me, but I don't know. Hey, it's your, it's your opinion. It's that uh, that blend of horror, but also action, that I really enjoyed. Um, I do think the pacing was a little weird. That was probably <laughs> one of my only complaints with the game. Uh, just how. Uh, one the castle felt like forever and then the rest of the game just flew by but other yeah. than that I think it was really fun to play uh, I enjoyed the puzzles I enjoyed the fact that the puzzles weren't too overly tedious but just enough to give me a challenge and I love the storyline um, I loved Resident Evil 7's story and I loved seeing uh, it come to fruition I would if I were going to say one more thing that I could uh, wish it was better is honestly, I think Ethan's storyline could have been extended a little bit longer other than just two games. Um, but that's just me. Yeah, so I guess we can, should get started with the story first, and then we can do gameplay, what we thought about the gameplay. But um, overall, uh, I like Ethan Winters a lot more now that this game came out. I wasn't sure how I felt about him in 7 because we didn't know much about him. And I'm like, okay, he's, he's not Chris Redfield. He's not Leon Kennedy. But in this one... As the end comes near, and by the way, there's spoilers, so um, you learn a lot more about him and what his purpose is in this overall story. And yeah, I, I liked it. So let's let's just get into it then. So Ethan is dead, basically. <laughs> let's just get right into that. Yep. He's dead. He's mold. The entire game. He's the been dead game. for a while. Most of, most of Resident Evil 7, he's yeah. been dead. <laughs> Did and you? Go ahead. What you I was going to say, did you like that twist? I loved it. Did it you? It actually made his character more interesting. 
and hmm. it made more sense why he kept getting his hand chopped off and putting it back on. I was <laughs> a little bit of a little bit of medicine. It's all good. <laughs> yeah. Just lock right back in. Yeah, he's he's taken a lot of abuse in these two games, and mm-hmm. I'm like, this is. I know it's Resident Evil, but it's so unrealistic. But now it actually makes sense. He's yeah. not even human. Um, yeah. I love the connection that it has overall with the whole franchise with Mother Miranda, and how she was kind of part of the inception of Umbrella. She, mm-hmm. Her student was Spencer who later departed and then made Umbrella with some colleagues of his. You learn that towards the end of the game. I like how it connected with Seven and um, what's her name? A- Ava? Eva? Evelyn? Hey, Evelyn. Evelyn? Yeah. Yeah, Evelyn. Uh, I liked how it all connected. And, it, and the ending made it a lot better than the game overall. Mm-hmm. But overall, it was a good game. Indeed, I, I agree. Um, I think the whole thing with Ethan being dead really threw me off. And I had mixed feelings about it. Uh, simply because I know if I ever go and replay the game, I'll look at it from a different perspective. Even if I play set uh, seven over again i'll look at it as if i don't know it kind of takes away the, the the horror the survival when you know you're already dead um, yeah i guess so but i did you know i was a little confused on you know one him being dead and still being able to conceive a child uh <laughs> that really threw <laughs> oh, yeah, me right. off but, but I mean, there is there that does connect and there is something with the child being special yeah that the whole it, point of the game like that's the whole point of the game is mm-hmm. mother miranda needs her yeah but i actually um after playing the game you know i'm one of those guys that after i play something and i'm really into the lore i just read up on it and i did yeah. read up on an article that some guy was talking about and this isn't definite fact but it made a little bit more sense for me to comprehend and it was almost as if uh, I'm trying to remember what he was saying. He was basically, yeah, Ethan was dead, but the whole mold deal, it wasn't something that just happened immediately. It was almost as if the mold slowly resurrected him and was taking over. And that explains why near the end of the game uh, of 8, he can't really control it, you know? Yeah. So I, I think that created a little more humanity in it, especially making sense for, like, you know, of course if you died in the game, which by the way, I only died twice in that game. Uh, it would make sense. You can't die, die. Um, so, uh, I like that twist at the end after I really comprehended it at first, I thought it was kind of weird. Uh, but it does make sense a little bit more. And what'd you think about the gameplay overall? Very similar to seven, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, Very similar to seven. I like gameplay a lot. Um, I thought the bosses were really easy. Mm-hmm. I was, that was the only issue. I uh, I just played it on the normal difficulty, but I yeah. thought the bosses were really easy. Um, yeah, that's my only my only complaint was I wasn't really terrified by anything I fought. Like I pretty much dealt with it pretty easily. Uh, no, it, it's an e- same with seven though. Like, it's a really mm-hmm. easy game. There's one thing. There's what well, that one good scene, the dollhouse, whatever. That's oh yeah, pre- pretty spooky. Other than that, it's not a very scary game. Mm-hmm. But it's it, it is a little more action oriented. It does feel like four a little bit. I know you haven't yeah. played four, but well, let me ask you like about that. this since you brought up the dollhouse. Do you think that in future Resident Evil games they should incorporate horror at that level um, of an intensity? Uh, that just vulnerability it reminded me a lot of like an almost an outlast game it reminded me of that pt demo i feel like a lot of people are saying it was like a it was like an homage to uh, to Mm -hmm. that 
I, yeah, I like it. It's I, I wanted PT, and I got a little bit of PT in this game. So yeah, I liked it. Yeah, I like I, it. I like it a lot more than the heavy action, to be honest with you. Really? Yeah, I liked it. Uh, I don't know if I could handle a longer version of that without either getting frustrated <laughs> or just I don't know. Just I I don't know if I could handle it. It's one of the reasons why. I didn't enjoy games like Alien Isolation or Outlast just because the intensity throughout the entire game was Yeah, yeah I, know, I know what you mean. You know, I think it's a great I think what they did in RE8 was great because it was a sample. Um and then, you know, grinding out of the dollhouse you go straight to uh the mine where I feel like you're just equipped with every explosive yeah, in the entire the game. Yeah. So uh yeah, I, I mean I think it was a great additive, but in future games, because I know they were talking with the creators, I watched a video of how they want to possibly make more uh, levels, if that's what you want to call them, similar to that. I don't, I don't know if I'm on board with that. Similar to Dollhouse? Yeah. Oh, I hope so. The no, I mean, like, is, I like would like to like have more. more levels like that. I just would not want, like, half of the game like some people are talking about to be like that that wouldn't be me for me yeah the thing about outlast is sometimes it gets a little redundant oh yeah like you're kind of just like doing the same thing over it's mm-hmm. intense but you're just doing the same thing over and over again yeah so I, I know what you mean but I think that part was so good that if you can make a scary game like that kind of like the Silent Hills PT demo mm-hmm. I think it'd be really cool Okay. Um, what would you rate this? Uh, what, I don't even remember what we rate it. Do we do five or ten? Or you remember? <laughs> Gosh, uh, uh, let, let's keep the video game out of ten this time. Okay, out of ten, you go first. I'm trying to think still. Uh, I'm gonna give it a good seven. Um, like I said, I think the pacing was a little off. Uh, other than that, I think I, I really liked the story. I liked most of the gameplay. Uh, my only complaints, once again, are the pacing and just how easy the game was really um i i I expect a little more challenge especially from a you know a survival horror game uh slash action but you know and then that being said i'm not trying to take away from your review time i have heard that playing the game on like the hardest level what is actually really really hard which maybe i'll touch up in the future but uh just base level game really easy uh Weird pacing, but a great game overall. So 7 out of 10 for me. Uh, I'm going to go 8 out of 10. I really enjoyed it. Again, it's like a middle-of-the-road Resident Evil game. Uh, yeah, not that scary. A little quick to play. It's like 10 or 11 hours. But, I mean, I enjoyed it, and I liked how it tied into Resident Evil overall. So yeah, 8 out of 10. It's a good game. Okay, before we move on from the Resident Evil 8 review, uh, there's one thing we got to talk about about the game, and is that... When we got to play as Chris. Oh, yeah. That, <laughs> that was, was awesome. so dope. <laughs> I love the horror elements more, but I mean, if you're going to give me Chris just mowing down in night vision werewolves everywhere oh, in the yeah. village. Oh, my gosh. It yes. just puts you in perspective of like Ethan's league versus his league. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, cool. I, I love that part. It was fun. Uh, definitely would have ruined it if you were playing like that the entire game, but. It was a good relief to feel like you have the upper hand, and that's what I liked. Yeah, it was. A, I, I really enjoyed it. It's like it's a lot like four. You, again, you got to play four, but it's a lot like four. It's horror elements mixed with heavy action. Mm-hmm. 
Although four, I think mastered it better. But okay, are you ready to move on? Yeah. Yep. So what's next on the list? I mean, a lot happened since we were gone. That's true. Um, a lot of business. Some, yeah, a lot of business. So we're gonna talk about that. Um, so let's just start with discovery. Which this is hilarious because we didn't even know Discovery was this big. I thought it was just a channel on TV. Yeah, same. That's Discovery. what I messaged you. <laughs> Discovery bought Warner Media for forty-three billion dollars from AT and T, and they're going to merge into a new company. And I believe they're going to call it Warner Brothers Media, or excuse me, Warner Bros. Discovery. Yeah, they're I saw combine that. This. They had the logo release. It was Warner Brothers Discovery or something like that, and it was where dreams are yeah. made of or i don't know something something a little bit cheese ball but yeah big uh big shocker because like i'm on the same boat with you i thought discovery was just a channel for like animals and science and stuff like yeah, that and so i mean when they when they announced their streaming service discovery plus i'm like who would i mean i'm a fan of ghost adventures but who would buy that mm-hmm. i didn't know they had um the food network the travel channel um hgtv which i i'm gonna be honest i really like hgtv you love that uh that dude that stuff where you're watching weird people you build like houses and flip houses like, oh, you ever I, just sit down i was thinking about like sit- more of like the my 300 400 pound life or whatever no no hgtv <laughs> like like they flip the houses or oh, they yeah. help people buy buy their favorite houses yeah, dude. for like a reasonable price man you ever just like sit down and you're just like this is a who, what house are they gonna buy yeah. I, although i will but, say when it, i mean this is kind of rabbit trailing off but i talked to a producer for one of those shows and he says i mean i don't mean to ruin it for anybody including you but uh the couples in those shows have already chose their house they just kind of go along with it like it's not like they actually show them houses and they choose right in the screen a lot of times the couples will buy a house like three months before they even start filming so and like someone told me that and this is one of the guys that like produces one of those shows i forget which one it was it was one of the big ones and he was like yeah uh that's how that's what happens because it's like almost yeah. impossible to try to get that like live reaction and stuff like that yeah and it makes sense it's basically reality tv I mean, oh yeah it, most definitely it's a little scripted but but anyway back to it, the uh buyout so discovery now owns warner media warner media all all of that all of their assets does that include yep. dc dc that includes films, does it include television. hbo max like is that Kind of yeah, like, I mean, it's got to, yeah, that's, I, that's I, all Warner Media. Wow. Yeah. I, I mean, I, and we discussed this a little bit earlier before we started recording. I did see that DC's contract was up, and there is a very small rumor that uh, they may be looking to sell the rights to DC to potentially either Amazon or Disney. Uh, I read up a little bit more on it before we started this podcast, and it looks like it could be something, but probably not because dc has too much potential for discovery to make money but it is on the table like it's not like i also heard a rumor that they were thinking about restoring the snyderverse discovery so i don't know Uh, if it's true but i mean there's so much money with dc i don't see them not renewing their contract if if it's mm -hmm. a you know i mean i don't know if um, i would want to see a a restoration of the snyderverse i just want to blank slate i think they have too many yeah. projects going on with their different universes but uh that's uh, we can keep talking on that forever but in other news uh outside of discovery amazon also made a pretty big purchase as well yep 
Um, they bought MGM for nine billion dollars. Golly, and that's a pretty big deal. So basically, what all these buy buyouts are is like an arms race for these streaming services. Oh yeah, <laughs> I mean this is just they're all loading up. Yeah, you got all the content, dude. In all honesty, Netflix is dying. <laughs> I don't know how yeah, they're keeping I'm, up. Yeah, this is crazy. But um, I think it's important to note. I believe the everybody who's at MGM running the film studios. I think they're still creatively in control. Mm-hmm. I'd have to do some more research on that, but I think they're staying. It's not like they're completely like changing the producers of Bond because Bond's owned by um, Barbara Broccoli and I forgot the other dude's name. But the, you know, you know the Bond producers, and so I think they're still in charge of Bond. Yeah. Basically, that's a, that's Amazon owns the streaming rights to it. Right. Exactly, and. A lot of people were concerned with this means for Bond. Even um, John Logan, who wrote Skyfall and Spectre, I believe, I also think he wrote Gladiator, mm-hmm. saying that Bond is not content. And when Amazon bought it, bought MGM, a chill ran down his spine. Basically yeah. saying, and I understand what he's saying, you know, because it's been, Bond has always been taken care of. It's always a special event when it comes out. Mm-hmm. A lot of consideration goes into each film that's made. I, I get the worry of some Bond fans and the writers that they're just going to go off and start milking it like, you know, Disney did with Star Wars, just yeah. make a bunch of TV shows. So what do you think about that? What do you think is going to happen? You think they're going to... Uh, you know, I... Like you said with Disney, Milk, and Star Wars, if Disney would have bought MGM, I could have seen it getting drained out. But with Amazon, uh, just based off of their original content, I don't think they're as overly saturated enough to try that. I, I think their yeah. content, they put out really, really like high-budget stuff. I mean, they got the new Lord of the Rings is them. Uh, I don't know if you watched The Boys, but I know that was a pretty high-budget show. <laughs> pretty popular not yet. uh invincible the cartoon uh that just dropped to them i love that by the way you should check that out uh, yeah. great comics um but I, I think they stick really well with just creating content for their channel uh, for their streaming service that isn't like i guess mediocre quality and netflix used to be like that until they got more popular now they push out a netflix original every other hour Uh, with Mm -hmm. amazon i feel like when you see something that says amazon original it's going to be something pretty high quality i haven't really watched too much that was really like subpar you know you may get like a bad like movie script wise but the quality of the movie uh, itself, the actors that are involved, the producers, the directors, the screenwriters, they're all A-list tier. And I think MGM in Amazon's hands is actually the best route for them when it comes mm-hmm. to anybody acquiring them. Uh, because, you know, you get Discovery, that's focusing on HBO Max, and then you got Disney, who oversaturates everything, and then you got Netflix, who puts out half-crap work. So... That's my kind of uh, perspective on it. I think Amazon has the potential to take MGM and all of its ties to a next level. I hope so. No, you actually brought up a really good point. So Disney, there's evidence that they're oversaturated and they're willing to milk franchises for money. They've Mm -hmm. done it for their remakes and their um, animated, all their animated films. They've done it with Star Wars. Mm -hmm. Um, Amazon, not so much. And even at there, and if you look up interviews with the higher ups at Amazon, they actually believe in the theoretical release. Mm-hmm. And so, 
it's giving me confidence that they're going to treat Bond like that, continue the theoretical releases, not milk and not make like three spinoff TV shows. Yeah. There's no, there's no evidence. Like you said, there's no evidence that Amazon's going to do anything like that. And you know what I think is a big factor in it is in comparison to its competitors, Disney, Netflix, HBO, those are all entertainment companies. Amazon did not start as an entertainment company. So yeah. in a way, their inexperience in that, I think, flushes down to where they're at now, to the fact that instead of trying to focus on something that they're not at the top level, they're going to leave it in the hands of people who are experienced, the directors, the producers behind stuff like Bond, behind you know anything else that MGM produces. They're going to leave it to the professionals. They're not going to want to try to screw something up in an industry that they're not fully engulfed in. Mm-hmm. Right. That's just a business perspective. Yeah, it's going to be interesting because it's not going to stop there with all mm-hmm. these streaming services. It's going to continue, and um, I'm sure there will be more buyouts, more studios being eaten up, but we'll see. I just hope all these streaming services – I love these buyouts because uh, I don't have to pay a whole bunch of extra ones. You know, Now I don't have mm-hmm. to pay for a Discovery Plus, hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully that yeah, just right. merges into HBO Max so it's all or gonna whatever. Be, yeah, it's all going to be one. And you're going to get more content on one streaming service. Yeah. That's good. That's good news for us. And that's where TV is going to ultimately go. Cable's oh, yeah. dying. The cable's and gone. Everything's gonna be Satellite's on gone. I got a satellite yeah. mounted to my house that I'm not even plugged in. I don't even know how that yeah, works. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. There's no reason for it anymore. I mean, streaming's dominant. I mean, oh yeah, and it's quality and it's quality content. Everybody gets their news from there. Everybody watches entertainment mm-hmm. from there. Everybody watches sports from streaming services now. Oh yeah, but on the other side, I think it's also killing things like the industry, uh, the theater industry, you know, which kind of sucks as well. Did you? Um, I didn't write this down, but did you see AMC's buying. I think uh, is it ArcLight for like two hundred thirty million or something like that. Hmm. One of one of the big theater uh, chains was dying, obviously, during the pandemic, oh, yeah. and AMC bought it. And and now the stocks are rising for movie oh, theaters yeah. again. But it, are, it's getting. I mean, that's again. a whole different thing. It's getting pumped again by no, like right. a uh, WSB. But that is surprising about AMC, and I actually love to hear because AMC for me is one of my favorite theater companies. Uh, I like yep. them a lot better than Regal or any of the big guys. Uh, and I knew they during the COVID peak uh hurt really bad like to the point where they filed bankruptcy and had to borrow money and i I honestly was expecting amc to go bankrupt they went from their stock being worth i want to say 60 two years ago to almost four dollars and now it's back up to 30 which is really insane if you invested but uh it's also insane just from a perspective of how it's bounced back and it gives me hope it gives it shows how much people really still care about the theater experience um because that that bump in its worth isn't just from acquisitions or business deals it's from people going there and giving them their money which is a good thing and the box office numbers for some of these films are pretty good right now which they shouldn't what they should i mean godzilla versus kong (laughs) um a quiet place 2 did i think i believe overperformed um cruella did well in the theater Mm -hmm. i mean I, i mean i'm glad i love the theater so yeah all right should i move on yeah yeah let's uh let's keep it let's keep it flowing uh this is a short one but i just wanted to get your thoughts on it apparently todd phillips is writing joker 2 
Yeah. 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 Why know. ruin it? Why yeah. ruin it? It's it's a wonderful art house film. It's not meant to that that film defies all odds. It's not a big blockbuster. Mm-hmm. It's like this this art house film that can stand on its own and now they're gonna we use this word a lot now, milk it. Yep. Make sequels. I mean come on. And this is why I mean bouncing back to what I said earlier, I need DC to just get on one level playing field and just leave it at that. You know, and and yeah. with the Joker, the first film, we're not gonna talk about a potential second film. The first film is a masterpiece in my mind. Yep. I loved it. It's one of my favorite films of the last five years. And really? yeah, I, I really enjoyed it a lot. And I would hate for it to get a bad rep by having mm-hmm. a crappy sequel. So yeah, you know, I don't need, I know I, I almost guarantee that a sequel will dive into more Batman stuff and I don't need that. I'm getting other Oof. Batman content. Uh, you just made me cringe. Yeah, you about know that. that's that's what it's gonna lead to. You know it. Yeah. Because I mean, they already already teased it a little bit on the first, which I get. You get a little nod, you know, but you know they're gonna lead into something like that. So. Yeah. I don't have much to say on it. It's a little disappointing. Um, Let's just I, hope I for know. the best. Let's just hope it's a yeah. masterpiece and they don't do a trilogy. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Let's just hope they don't make more. <laughs> All right, well, I'm going to move on. Um, Knives Out 2, we talked about this on the other podcast, about what actors we'd like to see in it. Well, mm-hmm. the cast is coming together. Obviously, Daniel Craig's back. Yep. That's obvious. Dave Bautista, who just starred in Army of the Dead, mm-hmm. which you haven't seen. Yep. <laughs> um, Kate Hudson. I haven't I love, seen I her in anything in a while. Yeah, I know. I love Kate. She's a great actress, actually. I love Kate mm-hmm. Hudson. Edward Norton, haven't seen him in a while either. Um, Janelle Monet, you know Janelle Monae. Um, and Catherine Hahn. Okay. Do they have so an idea a of a good... setting? Uh, as of right now, I don't think so. I kind of don't want to know until I see it. That's I true. already know it's going to be fun. I love I love the first one so much. It's the first one's so good mm-hmm. that I just want to go in the theater and watch this one again. Hopefully on Thanksgiving again. Okay. When's the release date for that? Oh shoot! You're asking me something. I don't have my thing up. <laughs> Keep talking during uh, the dead uh, space. Uh, 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 <laughs> hurry up, Griffin! Pull up the information. <laughs> nah, not, not a big, not a, not a, not a big deal. If you can't find it, I guess we'll figure it no, out. I have it right here. I have it right here. <laughs> oh, there you go. You're um, quick. You're quick, Griffin. Yeah, I have it. Um, it's just my internet's a little slow. Yeah. What did you think of the first one, though? Oh, I loved it. I know. It's it's so, such a fun movie. It was. It was indeed. A great cast. I, uh, I enjoyed I went and saw that in theaters. I was... When did I see that? I'm trying to remember if I was in my hometown or if I was uh, abroad at the time. But anyway, I loved it. It was a really good movie. Yeah. Um, the, plot, the plot is unknown, and it comes out in 2022, it says. 2022. Uh, yeah, gotcha. so it's probably starting filming soon. So, yeah, it's something... if it hasn't already started filming, yeah. Anyway, uh, any other news? 
Any other? I don't have any other news, but okay. we should finish it up with um, something random. What okay. have you been reading, watching, playing? I know you've been busy, but... Oh, I was going to say, uh, I got a little bit of video game news, but... Uh, <laughs> go ahead. No, go ahead. Go I ahead. was just... It's just in regards to, one, I don't know if you saw that Horizon sequel gameplay. It looks beautiful. No, and, oh well. I don't want to disappoint you. Ah, dude, it's so good. You. I'm gonna disappoint you right now. Disappoint me. The first one got a little tedious, a little redundant. Oh, I never, no. fin I never finished it. it you didn't give it a shot. You didn't get to the juicy parts. I probably, I, you know what? I do that sometimes with games and movies. I probably didn't get to the good part, but uh, it's a little too late for me. I think I'm dude, off the just bandwagon. Just play it on the easiest setting and do the main missions. You'll get it done in like three days. I don't know. It's what it's a beautiful it. game. Dude, made by the same creators of Ghost of Tsushima. You already know it's a good game. That game is so okay. Maybe All I'll right. maybe I'll play it. Alright. But play uh, it. I've been then... I've been finish I've been finishing up uh Persona. I'm still oh, finishing yeah. it up, but I thought you man, beat it. No, no. I'm I'm sixty, seventy hours in or something like that. Okay. Yeah, that's a great game. I am finishing up The Last of Us Two right now. Uh, oh, you never I thought you finished that. Yeah. I had to take a break. That game is too depressing. You know, that happens a lot, I've noticed as you get older. You like I gotta I gotta kinda back off this. I'll come back to yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> my my life's been a little busy, but it's just one of those games where I wanna finish it. Not because I want to see what happens. I want to finish it just so I can finish it and just never touch it again. I do not like this game. But I oh, really? but I feel like I have to respect the franchise enough to just finish it simply because I put so much time already into it. I know after this, my next game on the list that I also heard great reviews over is, uh, is Days Gone. So I'm going to be... It's not the zombie game, but... Uh, oh, is that the one with the motorcycle guy? Yeah, yeah. I heard it was really good. Uh, I have it, haven't played it, and then uh, I'm really honestly been saving any big future games until I can eventually get a hold of a PS5 because I know I, I don't want to. Clank comes out in June. Yeah, Ratchet I don't want to buy these games and not have the system that it's designed for. Like, I'm glad that in other video game news, uh, I'm glad God of War got uh, delayed till next year because I would. In all honesty, I don't think I'm gonna get a PS5 by the end of this year. <laughs> dude, dude, you cannot you cannot find one. It's dude, I I kid you not. I had one in my Amazon cart last week. I follow Stop a guy it. on Twitter. I follow a guy on Twitter whose like job literally is to alert people. I got it in my cart. My stuff bugged out. My oh, stuff man. bugged out. I don't know if it just was getting ordered too fast, but it was like cannot deliver, cannot deliver. I was like, what the heck? Try again five minutes later. It's no longer in stock. I, I'm trying to remember when the PS4 released. Was it this hard to get it? No, not at all. But you know what? All the hype surrounding the PS5 and the new Xbox, for that matter, created this scalping trend where people just buy like 50 copies of it and then sell it for $800. I refuse to buy something that is over what they're asking retail, you yeah. know. I get yeah, it that you can sell on scarcity, but I don't need it that bad that I'm going to pay 3 or 400 dollars yeah. more. But I will wait. You got people out here who have software that uh automatically adds as much as they can to their cart online and buys it and then they sell it. But 
it sucks that that's how it has to be i'm hoping by holiday season they'll have a little bit more available to the public but my fingers are crossed but my hopes are uh not very high anyway yeah i can rant uh, on that for a while but (laughs) yeah i haven't been watching many movies i'm excited for conjuring on friday it's been getting decent reviews i'm excited really i've been seeing kind of mediocre reviews it's got last time i checked it was like low 70 percent of rock tomatoes interesting it's gonna be a hit or miss I'm, I'm excited i love that franchise i like i love the whole conjuring universe i don't care i'll, I'll enjoy it even if it's mm-hmm. not as good as the other ones i'm gonna enjoy it did i enjoyed you, the nun i enjoyed all of them did you watch quiet place 2 yet no it's in theaters only right yeah i need to go i need to go maybe this weekend yeah anyway maybe, maybe when you um come visit <laughs> yeah uh let me see when when when, when, when should, I, should we record a podcast when i visit yeah we should should you bring In your stuff person. down person oh man yeah i'm well, still holding out that we're gonna start filming soon that's my goal yeah that is but, the end goal you know i actually got a new not a got a new job uh, i got promoted at my company that i work for as a real estate agent to be the director of their media and part of the thing is I have to film these tutorial videos, so I have to really get my video studio in my house kind of put together. And you know, there that's you gonna go. be—I mean, that's gonna be for my work. But at the same time, on the side, I'm gonna have a, a decent video set up, um, and then we're gonna have to work out those technical runarounds yeah. so we can eventually post on like a YouTube channel or whatnot. I know no, that's I, the I ultimate the, goal. I have the equipment over here. I got a camera, a nice camera. I'm good to go. Got to get a good mic. Oh wait, you this have a good, good mic. Yeah, we have the same. We, we have the same mic. <laughs> Gosh, oh, I just slipped my mind for a second. Yeah, I, I, I mean, this is something we can discuss uh, off air. But yeah, I'll have to yeah. figure out the the details. But we're, yeah, we're those... planning more. We're planning more podcasts on air. <laughs> hey, hey, guys! Sorry, I forgot we were recording. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, if you're listening this far into it, we do eventually have the goal of. Not only just doing like an audio, the audio will still be there, but also launching a video. Um, so you can put a little image to the face, uh, image to the face, image to the audio. So anyway, I think uh, that's all about, that's all I have really for today. That's all I have yeah. tonight. Yeah, that's all I have tonight. Yeah, we're recording this, it's what, almost 10 o'clock at night. It's a little bit later than our usual. So I'm, uh, I'm about ready to go to bed here soon. Anyway. Yeah, if you're somebody who found us early on, like right now, thank you for listening. Oh um, yeah, we're hoping to get more listeners. But yeah, feel free to share this, tag us, follow us on Instagram or social media, stuff like that. You know, I think last time I checked, we had a couple uh, listeners that I didn't recognize. Like it didn't show their name, but it said from uh, different parts of the U.S., which is really cool. Uh, That's so awesome. I do appreciate. Anybody, I think we both appreciate anybody that is listening and sticking with us. Uh, we promise to post more content, but uh, yeah. Anyway, I am Wa. And I'm Griffin. Thank and you, this guys. This has been a Geek Runner. Mm-hmm.